Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another Chakra Chat. Um, today on the Chakra Boy Meditation Podcast, I am talking to Michelle de Kaiser. And Michelle is the founder of ConnectingMamas.com. And she is creating um, a really beautiful sense of community for mothers um, around creating con um, conscious connections, around creating connection through real authenticity and community so that mothers are supporting not only each other but most importantly themselves. I think that it's a very common situation that we find ourselves in as parents that we kind of lose ourselves. You know being a parent is really overwhelming apart from anything it's just non-stop <laughs> it just like never stops and you know if you've got a career alongside of that it can be it can be a lot and so Michelle's group, she's created this beautiful framework in which you can connect and begin to feel a sense of individuality. You know, you're not losing yourself. You know, I, I feel this very strongly that a lot of mothers wake up, you know, 15 years after having their kids going, oh my gosh, who am I? And so this community, Connecting Mamas, is trying to um, keep that part of you that is you and I think that's a really precious important thing so I hope you enjoy our conversation So hello and welcome to another episode of the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. And today I am in conversation. We have another lovely chakra chat. And today I'm talking to Michelle de Kaiser. And um, welcome, Michelle. Thanks for joining me. I'm just so excited to be here and join you. And, and I love the idea of the chakras and just finding that inner peace. And, and I'm, I'm also a Reiki practitioner as well. So it's just the whole coming together Um uh, it, it just, I thought your mouth dropped, but um, I, 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 I should refrain that a little bit, not practitioner in terms of I am a Reiki level two, um, kind of doing it with um, a little bit of distance and stuff, but just that whole energy. And I wanted to bring that into what I do as yeah. well, which is what drew me to your podcast. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. I mean, the reason I wanted to talk to you was because you are a connector. You want to help people find connection and you're specifically aiming your connecting at mothers, at mamas, as you call them, which is not yes. a very British way of saying it. Say mama. No, mamas. Oh, all the dearest, <laughs> the mamas. <laughs> the mamas the mothers out there and I think this is so valuable so important um you know I I feel like probably the majority of my listeners are women and so many many of them will be mothers and so we'll identify with everything that we're 
um, hopefully going to talk about. So tell me how you got to where you are today. What's what's your story, Michelle? My story. Well, I kind of actually date it back to um, September 1st of 2020, right after COVID. And um, in terms of, of really deciding that I wanted to do this because I felt quite a bit lost after going through COVID. And at the time, um, my father was dying of cancer and my brother-in-law, who still has cancer. But with COVID, we didn't know how things were, what was going to happen. So at that moment, we decided to homeschool our kids for the year. And I kind of fell in love with them. But at that same time, I was like, well, if I'm in homeschool, then I want to do something for myself. Um, because I hadn't been doing anything. I felt so lost and just not sure of anything. So I, I joined a program. I started a program called the 75 Hard. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a program where you do for 75 days. It's like you do drink a gallon of water. You do two 45-minute exercises. One has to be outdoors. You take a picture. You follow a diet. It's like one of those strict ones. That, and if you don't do anything, you're supposed to start back at day one oh, of this. So it's like 75 days in a row. Right. And it was one of those ones where I told my husband I was going to do this. And he looks at me and goes, Mm, yeah, we'll see how long this one lasts. Mm-hmm. And then the days kept ticking off and I got through the 75 days. And then there are three more phases that take you through the full year. And I ended up doing those as well, except when I got to day 25 of phase three. So five days away from finishing the entire year, um, I must've been laying in bed or something and fell asleep. And um, all of a sudden I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and realized the one thing for the day, including phase Phase three is a lot harder where it's like, you're even supposed to talk to a stranger every day. You're supposed to do a random act of kindness every day. So the one thing I hadn't done was take my picture for the day. And the reason they want you to take a picture is so you can see the progress. And so that's why it's part of the process. But yeah. that was the one thing I hadn't done that day. So it's two 30 in the morning. I had this picture of me just like so upset with myself. I took this picture and then I was about to give up and not finish out the five days. And I had some fun friends talk me into just let, let's finish out. Just, just go through it. But in hindsight, that was actually probably the best thing that happened to me because it made me realize how far I had come. Like it wasn't just this destination, but in this process, I had lost 45 pounds. I had changed my habits. I, I had I had become more aware of the things I want and what I want to do, which led me to going down the path of self-development and, and doing seminars and then finding out that I want to, to invite that to other moms. I wanted to be able to provide them the insight of, how do we go from, we have these kids and all of a sudden we don't realize where along the lines, but we kind of lose our identities or we just change who we are. And I think that stems from the fact, like once you have that baby, all of a sudden you start saying no to things. You start saying no to what the things you used to do Mm. and you just don't even realize it. And as you say, no, each of those no's just changes who you are subconsciously, unconsciously, mostly unconsciously. So we're making these changes and we don't realize where it was. And all of a sudden we wake up going, who am I and what do I want? Um, anymore. And I've been so busy mm. with all these, with the kids and stuff. But now all of a sudden I have these little pockets, like I was starting to get little pockets of time where the kids would play by themselves. I'm like, what do I do with this 15 minutes? What, what, what do I want to do? And it's like, I don't know. And so that's what led me down to feeling like that start the 75 hard homeschooling. But then through that process of of taking care of myself, realizing I want to help other moms do this as well. Yeah. Now, I think it's a it's of such a common thing, and it certainly happened to a to a certain degree to me as well. Is you know you you know if you don't have a career, if you don't have a job that you have to go to, you're doing all the mothering things. I mean, plus is you know so even less time for yourself if that's at all possible when you've got um, kids growing up. But you do lose yourself in that you know because you do you put your priorities list changes shifts completely from you know in your you know when you're young your 20s and you are the only person that matters you are the your your own priority in whichever direction that goes um and then the kids come along and and you do you would throw yourself in front of a train for them and you would do anything and so you do you do everything that you can and you lose yourself and that is such a a tragically common common thing to happen um which and I think understanding that and putting a group together that's going to help people connect, because I think finding that connection, that is the that is a really important thing, knowing you're not alone. But how did you, so you you did it through this incredible, this, this program sounds amazing, because it's a sort of habit building, it's the 75 hard, that's a 
fantastic. So it, wasn't, it wasn't actually like a program. It was just basically like he, and he just has a couple of podcasts and he like just puts this out for free. So it's just like a regimen that you follow. But I like got into a Facebook group of other people who are doing it. So it wasn't like necessarily like a program, like you sign up for, it was just, you follow this and you say, you're going to do this and you decide what that means for you. Like, so for instance, when phase season, you have to talk to a stranger and you're supposed to have a conversation. My husband's like, well, for you, how long does that be? Is it a minute? Like you make these decisions and it's just all these decision-making things and, and like changing your habits of who you are and how to connect with. I mean, that was also opened my eyes to connection as well as just even having this. I mean, it was still towards the tail end of COVID when I was having to talk to a stranger every day. And so like, how do you navigate that in what I'm trying to do? Yeah. And so all of that just kind of sparked, because I always call, call, consider myself an introvert. And so now like, but I feel like I was, I'm almost a closeted extrovert, but I, I still more comfortable being an introvert, but like I'm okay once I, I get out there and it's those habits. Yeah. And again, it is, it is, it's a process to learn, learn behaviors. I mean, a lot of this, as we lose ourselves, it's a learned behavior because we start saying no to these things and, and, and we might need it to at that moment. And that's fine. Whatever type of mom we want to be. But when we decide that we want to do something different, we want to look back at, at how that evolved for, for, as our own personal journey in that to decide what do I want to do moving forward? How do I, what passions do I want to go through? Cause I mean, if you think about it, by the time we get to moms, we did the things like either we, we got into college, we got whatever career, whatever things we like feel and all of a sudden we're in that we're married or whatever place we're at or spouse or however we do it. And all of a sudden you're in that, like now what phase? Cause we get to that midlife. It's almost kind of like our midlife crisis where we're just like, we've done those things. What now? Yeah. Wherever we're at. I, I, I see that along with moms as well. It's just that feeling of now what? Yeah, exactly. And I think that quite often, um, you know, we, we've either got that that phase when the kids are like in full time school, have gone to college or whatever. And you're like, oh, OK, so now now it's, it's I've got to think of something that I want to do. Like, how do you discover what that first thing is? And I think there's you have that phase where the kids have gone and then quite often soon after that you then hit menopause which is also another big shift because it's like okay so I'm I'm not a mum I'm you know I am a mum but I don't I'm not going to be a mother again you, do you know what I mean it's this kind yes. of a, there's a sort of finality to it it's like right now the time is for me you know I'm still intelligent and healthy and what have you, you know, I can do what do I want to do. So when you're guiding your groups and so on, what is your, um, what's your advice, if you like, in terms of going out there and finding what it is that lights you up, finding what it is that, that sparks the joy and the fulfillment in people? How do you guide people towards that? Well, I create a framework called check-in, but the, the, each letter stands for, um, but the first one is C, which stands for curiosity. And so that's where I say it, it begins. Because when you look at a three-year-old, and, and moms are in a great position where they, when they have the younger kids to look through their eyes, but three-year-olds are going to ask over 100 questions a day. However, the statistics show by the time they're age 11, people just stop asking questions. They're not curious about anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing for moms is just to put that into your brain, start your, your RAS, which is like the retinal activating system. Keep forgetting. I'm not sure if I'm correcting what that stands for, but to put those messages in there to say, what do I want to do? So you, you start by just asking that question. What do I want to do for myself for 10 minutes tomorrow? Mm-hmm. What is one thing I'm going to do just for me for 10 minutes? And it might take a while to figure out what are some things to enjoy. So then if you're struggling with that, I would say, look through your kids' eyes. How do they enjoy things? Like their eyes just light up over little things. Mm. But when you start to take notice of those things, you start activating your subconscious. You're like, oh, I kind of like doing that. Or you might want to look at what activities do I actually like doing with my kids? Because like, for instance, I'm not big on Legos. My husband plays Legos with him more. So, but if my daughter wants to draw, I would like to jump into that. So like I put my focus energy on the things I actually like doing with them versus thinking, oh, I have to go play Legos with them. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. Like they can do that on their own, but I do want to give my full attention when it's something I do want. You know, like you, that's how you create those genuine connections is you're starting to see what are the things we like doing together? What are the things I like doing for myself? But you have to put that out there. You have to start that process of thinking about it and opening up your curiosity again, because we all have it. Somewhere along the lines, we've blocked it off. And it's just opening up to that question of what do I want to do for myself 10 minutes tomorrow? And then next week it might be 20. 
or it might be two things, but it's, it's that baby step to just start that process. Do you know, it's such a, it's so ridiculous, isn't it? Because it seems so goddamn obvious and it seems so obvious, but actually asking yourself that question, like consciously, you know, even like putting it in your diary, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Not what do you have to do? Right. <laughs> what do you want to do? Your face just goes blank and you're like, I don't know. You're like a deer in the headlights. Like, I have no idea what I want to do. Exactly. I mean, it could be, I just want to sit down and watch a movie. Fine. Right. You know, whatever. But it's not a very connecting thing to do that, is it? That's not going to well, get It's not that. And if there's nothing bad against TV, what, what, what I say about that is when we use it as a means just to pass time. Yeah. Like if I consciously choose, I'm really excited about watching this show mm-hmm. and I go watch that show. That's great. But if I'm sitting down because I'm exhausted and I'm tired, and this is just what I'm going to do to pass time. Yeah, there's a big difference between those. Yeah. And so, yeah, making that conscious choice saying, my favorite show is out tomorrow. I am so excited. I get to go watch it and it lights you up. That's a completely different premise than like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to have my glass of wine. And I'm going to sit down and just veg. And like, and you're flipping the channels with no intention. It's always about the intention. And so it's like finding things and doing it on purpose. Like, watching TV because you want to, not because I'm sitting there flipping the channels. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And the other, the other thing that I really want to, to sort of dig into with you is um, these connections is making connections because I feel, um, I mean, certainly just talking personally, when my kids were six and eight, we moved from London to the countryside and I, we moved to a place where I knew literally nobody, not a soul. I made friends at the school gates. Um, you know, you meet some people were for you and some people weren't for you. You know, the typical thing that's, at, you know, normal. But now I think about it and I think, God, if I moved now, now my kids are 23 and 24, they're long gone, they're out of here. Like if I was to move somewhere new, somewhere different, I don't know how I would make, meet new people how I would make those new connections. And yes, I teach yoga, but when I go to teach my yoga classes, um, you know, it's rare that they become a friend because I'm sort of, I'm a teacher. And so, you know, yes, some of them do become my friends, but not all. And um, so, yeah, advice, please. How do you go about making, how do you go about making friends? How do you help make friends? <laughs> well, there's actually so many sides to what you just shared, because first of all, uh, times is we do just meet people because of proximity, yeah. right? But that's not necessarily the people who light us up either. So that's something you have to be aware of is what kind of connections do you want? I mean, you might look on Facebook and see these great group of friends and go, oh, I really want that. But you don't know the, the behind to all of that. And so you wanted to find for yourself, what is it that you really want? Because like, for instance, as you said, you met all those mom groups, like how many of them were, did you feel really comfortable with and want to share your stuff with? Yeah, I think out of all of those people, I have one friend from that school gate situation that I, I, I would talk to about anything. So, yeah. Right. So, so, so we meet people by proximity and, and I think ironically the internet and zoom and stuff has opened that up tremendously that we can meet people. And that's part of what I want to do with, with my program is attracting people of that same light. It, and again, it's back to the energy because even with chakras and everything, it, it is the energy you, you're attracting and the people that you're attracting. So first, first piece of ISO, let's back up a moment. Uh, just you're, you're in, you know, in person is it starting that connections again. So it's starting by when you're at Starbucks or you're at the grocery store and someone asks you a question, that you ask one more question, that you take it one step further, because it's a learned behavior. It's 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 opening up that connection again. Mm-hmm. Secondly, though, the one thing I love is, you know, when you have that mom or you have someone and you and you you just have this really nice thought about it, have the compliment in your head, you keep that compliment inside your head rather than tell them. So I suggest getting in the habit of just shooting. It's amazing. Like even in passing, just the smiles you get. But again, it's it's changing the energy in you as you're attracting others and being open to exchanges because you don't know what's going to happen from those. So it's, it's baby steps. So, and so you're opening it up, changing the energy that you're giving out there. Now I'm, I'm open. Cause if you think about it, we're, we're so used to living in our little boxes. We drive in our little cars and we keep to ourselves. And so we have this closed energy and it goes perfect with the chakras and everything is we need to now open yeah. that up by figuring out things that we're excited about. Because one of the things to do is if you're excited about, say, hiking, right, then you could go find a hiking club. 
Yeah. Like you can go to the activities that you're doing, but it starts with that shift in, in figuring out what you want to do and being more open to shifting your energy to being receptive to new people coming into your life. Mm-hmm. Because when we don't, we we block them. Cause you can tell you, you know, when you see someone in the street, you're like, Oh, I, I, there's no way I'm going to smile that person. They're just like, but you send that energy off to people as well. So it's that small shift as you start keep put those comments out there. Like yeah. some, everyone loves a compliment. They'll be shocked. Yeah. And you said it and yeah. it just changes things. No, you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, there's, there's a, this, when I go to London, because I know obviously don't live in London now, but when I go to London, there's a, there's a classic thing that, um, that you can see on, you know, when you go on the tube and everyone's just like, looks down, no one smiles. And I make a purpose. I get off the train, I get on the tube and I'm just smiling at everybody. And they, (laughs) the people like, oh, she's mad. There's this mad woman coming on. But it's really lovely that some people respond and you just think, yeah, I've made them smile and made them feel like a little bit of connection in this mad rat race world that you live you know is the tube but I I what I love also about this is that it's all very much this um when I think about in terms of chakras it's very much all root energy because we're starting from a a place of family um but then also when you talk about family that doesn't have to just be your biological family it's your tribe it's your gang right your support system and you know when we're when we're setting out on any kind of um you know in you know new phase in our life one of the most important things you know we have to you know energetically i always think you have to work from the bottom up so you have to get your base your root chakra solid and open and then work can work your way up to the more sort of woof, ethereal and higher areas and um Getting your tribe, your support system is so important. It's such a source of, and I know that anybody who's on some fantastic Facebook group or something that, you know, is around a subject that they are interested in, um, will know the the lovely sense of support that people will give you and people are there for you. And there's something very um, comforting about that, isn't there? Well, I love how you bring in the root chakra because I mean, it's about that confidence. It's about shifting that and the energy that you're sending out there because that's what you're trying to attract. I mean, yes, you might, like you said, um, be on the schoolyard and meet the moms in proximity. But then again, the other thing that I've noticed also, once you decide that you want to figure out your purpose, you want more from, you, you start to see the abundance in life. You start to see the energy. You start to see that change. You start that they start being repelled by that energy. Like they're afraid, like they're afraid of it. Because I'm also thinking about a lot of times when I was in mom's groups and stuff, the the belonging sense came when we complained together. Like you have this massive complaining fest. And like, if you completely complain to the table, then like you didn't feel like you belong. So you're like finding like this negative energy and bringing these complaints to the table. And all of a sudden, the same thing, like when you have friends that just drink together, right? All of a sudden you decide you don't want to drink. It's almost the same premise mm-hmm. is when you decide you want to do something it's like you're mirroring that in them and they're like oh well she's not doing this so then i don't want anything to do with her yeah and that starts this shift and so again that's that's a problem with sometimes with the proximity when we're not looking for we're, we're going solely based on proximity so when we can go a little bit further now we go to our facebook groups or the zooms and, and stuff and start finding that and so that's kind of even with my program is what i want to do is i want to match make the moms i want to track them to my light and put them together in my program so then they can take that group with them and have that accountability with them because the other thing i've noticed is um i started a group in person right um my first what i called i went from um what i call the groups is a circle of grace i feel like we're surrounding each other with grace and supporting each other and I did the first one and I realized from my past trauma of belonging that I just didn't feel comfortable. And and I was doing things that was sabotaging this as I was trying to grow this business and trying to evolve it and see how this worked and connecting the moms. But what I realized is that we've all been so disconnected. We've all had that kind of traumatic feeling in childhood of the friend who left us or the the, the woman that hurt us or or whatever. I mean, there's that sisterhood wound that's huge. Mm -hmm. And so for us to start that process down the journey when we decide to it's almost it's it's almost you need to take that baby step and do it with the virtual space to start sharing who you are safely in a safe space and get comfortable with it before you try to take it to the in-person 
But once you get past all of that, then you're more likely to find around you and attract those people who are in your proximity that that fit that light. Yeah. And that's what we're essentially looking for when we're talking about genuine connection. I mean, it's great to have friends I can go hang and have coffee with, but if I'm going to sit there and complain about everything that's going on in my day, I personally don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And so you want to find those people that, yes, you might share our struggles, but then we're going to like give each other space to work through it and listen to each other and validate each other and be vulnerable together in our struggles, not... Yeah. Um, I can't even think of the word. Right now. Not, not just sit around and whinge for the sake of whinging, but actually right. um, connect on things that are bigger and deeper. And I, I find one of the things that I find very alienating about a lot of, um, you know, those proximity, as you call them, type, you know, um, proximity friendships or, you know, associations, knowing people is um, that you just end up talking about nothing. You're talking about their kids and my kids and where you've been on holiday and, you know, what, and you don't even get into like talking about interesting stuff that's happening in the world or something. It's just like this very basic base level, which is absolutely sort of um, nullifying. But I, I do totally on, um, understand what you're saying because basically what you've got to do is manifest the relationships and the connections that you want you know you have to put out there the energy that you want to attract and it's as simple as that you know and all the manifesting um you know things that you could ever think about it's it's exactly the same when it comes to these to these groups isn't it and to to finding new connections um and so this you were talking about the check-in thing so we did c which was curiosity talk us through the next couple is there sure any- i would love to um so curiosity is the first one the next one's honesty and again the reason why we start is because you have to start with going inwards you have to start by discovering what you value, what you want. So when we get to honestly, we're looking at what are our core values? Because we we can think that we define them, but we really don't until we can actually say what our top two or three core values are. And then we have those values to then say, whatever decision I'm going to make, does that fit with my values? Now you're giving yourself a baseline to make those future decisions. And so we have to start with that because we're, we're so busy and like doing things, but we're not doing them necessarily with a purpose behind it. So we're trying to get that baseline to give ourselves purpose behind it. Then we go into um, HE, which is expectations. And um, it was funny because I was talking to a friend about when I was creating this framework and she's like, expectations sounds like such a negative word. And you should use a word like expiration or something, right? But the reason why I chose expectations is because they're there and we have to acknowledge them. And so I love Brene Brown and she says, we need to paint it done. So in terms of like, I use this example all the time, my daughter, like I want her to wipe the table down, right? But then she might go take the rag and then just start slapping it down across the table. Like, that's not what I mean by wiping it. That's not my expectation. But did I actually say that expectation to her? Did I make that, did I paint it done? Did I make it clear? And so we do that a lot with our expectations, but we do that with ourselves as well. We don't acknowledge what we might expect to happen this weekend or, um, a lot of times I'll do with my husband's like, I don't know what he wants to get done this weekend. He doesn't know what I want to get done unless we talk about it. Yes. And the same, but you do that with yourself. Like you might expect to make a good friend, um, but you're not actually acknowledging that. Like you're saying, oh, well, they're just not going to, but then you end up say, being disappointed. You're like, oh, well, they just didn't like me because I didn't like bring that to myself and actually acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. So that's so why I think expectations are important to go through and look at how we can change those expectations into a goal or gratitude or things, especially when we're looking at people um, because people show us who they are, right? So we need to stop saying, I want this person to be this. What you should do instead is look at their actions. Start observing them. Are these actions something that I want part of my life? And we can't define one person to be your be all, but like one friend, like but what, what you define as a good friend is not gonna be found in one person. Mm. But one of those qualities is most is going to be in that person if you should call them a friend. And then you're grateful for those things that they do rather than focusing on the things they don't do. Right. Yeah. And so we're, we yeah. put way too much pressure on one person. Same thing with our spouses or, mm. or partners or, or like you're putting like all these things on a one person rather than looking at the good attributes and being grateful for those and saying, well, I can get this from someone else then. Like, I don't need to get all these attributes from one person. I need to look for the ones that each one has. And that comes with friendship. Why we want to try because we have the one friend that we can share something with. We have the one friend that we go have fun with. Like, like 
we need though that diversity, not saying it has to be one person yeah. that, that be all end all, but that's part of our expectations. And then the second C of course is connection. Yes. And, um, and it's connecting by that point, we've worked through the stuff with ourselves. So now we've connected with ourselves more. We start to connect with learning how to connect with others. And so in the program part, that's where I would assign um, the groups. And so that they would start to then this process now that we've been figuring out what we want as individuals, you got to know each other, which lights are shining together. You would get your group and connections. And then we go into um, this K, which is actually keep listening. They're so busy when we're listening to someone, what am I going to say next? How am I going to respond? Part of the way I structured it is the circle structure of the program is that we don't actually respond to each other during the actual share part. We're there to witness each other. And then what we do is, again, it's about the energy. So we would hold up our hands. And when someone's done sharing, we beam energy at them and they receive. Because a lot of times we're good at sending, but we're bad at receiving. So we need to receive that energy. And so it's all about validation rather than... um, judging each other because we're, we're not here about judgment we're here about listening to each other and truly listening to each other because if you're not if you know you're not going to respond to someone you got all eyes on that yeah you, you're exactly. totally open to you're not, what they have to say you know you're not thinking of your clever response or your or your your fix it plan for whatever issue it is that they're discussing i think that's so um it's a really beautiful thing i just want to acknowledge that because it is so important to to witness and to be witnessed you know it's equally as a as a, a wonderful thing to do but it is very um freeing to just have somebody in your life who will just listen rather than try to fix or can just cons- you know console yes sometimes we need consolation but but just to um just to witness just to go yeah i see i hear you i see you so my two pieces of advice for doing that in person are just to put your lips together to remind yourself not to respond to them. But secondly, if you do feel the need to respond, the way you respond is simply by restating or asking another question of what they've already said. Like you're not trying to fix them. You're, you're just, and you're trying to make sure you understand them because maybe you did misunderstand and, and you want to give them that space. And the other thing, sorry, I guess there's three things. The last thing is uncomfortable silences. Like just because of silence, it's giving them time to thought. If we try to cut them off and say what we think they're going to say next, now we've shut them down especially with our kids. When, when our kids are, I, I was, my daughter was complaining last night about all the friends and stuff, the first grade, like, you know, but it's, and you've got to put yourself back in those shoes. And these are big for her. Like these dynamics, the fact that I'm just sitting there listening, she's telling me all about it, right. Going on and on about it. I'm like, okay, I got things to do, but I'm trying to be present and, and be there with her. And like, this is what's so important to her. And, that, and that's the moments. And and rather than telling me like, oh, you should do this or that, I'm just keep asking her questions and, and keep getting her talking and like getting her to come up with ideas of what she can do. Because the more questions we ask, it's essentially, I mean, we're essentially as moms coaches, that's that's what coaches do is we don't try to fix you. We try to ask you the questions for you to figure out, what, you know, deep down what you need to do. It's just, you might be blocked by the energy, by by things in front of you, by what you think um, is, is keeping you from getting there. I mean, we all, but it, it and it takes that process to have those conversations. So when you say it out loud to another person, it opens up a whole new world. Um, and that's the whole point of, yes, we can do all this personal development by ourselves. Yes, we can go read this books. Yes, I can get all this knowledge. But until I take action and put it into place, it's meaningless. It's potential knowledge. But by doing it together and having that accountability and, and witnessing each other and supporting each other, that's what gives you the grace and the strength to actually do the actions and we don't have to do it alone, especially as moms. It feels so lonely. We we got in this place where it's like, you can't ask a question. You can't ask for help. You can't do this. But, but it's so not true. We need to. We need to do it together, not by ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what my part about. And the last part is actually, I kind of combined the two in, which is intentional now. So it's it's putting, always looking forward and putting that intention to it. So it's like creating that group and, and the now part of putting it into the calendar. So for instance, when I get back to curiosity and ask you, what are you going to do for yourself for 10 minutes? Pick a time of the day or tomorrow now. Like, am I going to do in the morning? Am I going to do when the kids go to bed? And what am I going to do? Write it down. Like put that now part into it. Because if we don't schedule it, we are busy. Not going to lie. We are busy moms, but we can schedule ourselves into the schedule. Like you put your kids all activities in, you can add an activity for yourself. Like we can do it. Yeah, no, it's such a it's such a lovely, simple, 
intelligent um, way of of approaching and and managing your life as a parent, because being a parent is a really tough job. Being a parent is the most fulfilling thing that you can do, but it's also the hardest, one of the absolute hardest, because you're always second guessing yourself. Oh, have I got it right? You know, they're never going to be happy all the time. And you're only ever as happy as your unhappiest child. You know, you're, they're never going to, you know, you're always going to be worrying that you're not doing the right thing. And so that connection with others is just always the most important. And, you know, there are a lot of mums, you know, especially the mums who don't work, you know, who put all of their time into being a parent. And people think that that's a cop out and it's not because it's the most important thing that you could possibly do is to bring up happy, healthy children. Um, But even, you know, if you're working as well, you feel, and this is my experience in talking to anybody who works and is a mother, is that you feel constantly guilty because you're not doing either of the things to your best ability. And when you're doing one, you feel guilty about the other. When you're doing the other, you feel guilty about that, you know. So it's, um, we put ourselves under a huge amount of pressure. And I think that's why it's really important actually to look at your expectations. I think that's yes. a, really, a really key part of this. And I think that um, your your little program, not a little program, that sounds really condescending. I think your program, this check-in thing is really, really, um, it's really clever actually. It's really smart. And it it does encompass a lot of, of, um, of what people and, I think as a as a mother, you know, when you're in the thick of being a mum, it's it's very easy to lose yourself. And, so and women, when we lose our, you know, our the beautiful kind of goddess power, we forget who we are. That can be, it can be sad. It can be very sad for people. Um, well, speaking of the goddess power, it was in I believe it was 2009 or 2010, the Dalai Lama at a peace conference proclaimed that the Western woman was going to change um, the dynamic of the world in terms of masculine to the feminine side, right? So Dr. Bolian, um, who was who's actually been on stage with him seven different times, wrote a book about why we need to have women's circles, right? Which is why I, I invested in this type of dynamic in my course, because it's these women's circles, as she put it, she calls it a, a, a million women's circles, but it's a metaphorical number of how us coming together to support each other in that kind of circle where there's no leader, we're all facilitators of it, we're all part of it, is what's really going to shift it because we get the strength and the power from it that we bring to our families, to everyone else, and it transcends. And then that would be what's going to shift this paradigm from the the masculine to the feminine because we are needing that. We're, We're needing this shift in us and it's on us to do it, but how do we do it? We have to do it together. And we, we come together to do it and, and create these circles. Every circle that's created is is sh- shifting that energy more. Yeah. I mean, it. the other thing that's come up for me as you were talking then was that it's incredibly empowering because once you've got that circle of support around you, there's people who will witness, people who will hold you, people who will um, who understand where you are in your life. Um, that gives you a sense when you feel understood, that is empowering in and of itself. And then you can go back to your family with this inner strength, which is, you know, sure, good manipura, solar plexus energy that kind of gets stuff done, be productive, be active, have energy to but it gives the most beautiful example, not only to your daughters who need to see that you can be a mother and be strong and confident and capable and and fulfilled, but also to that your sons about how women fit in the world and how important and, you know, all of that is a really, that empowerment of, um, and finding that sense of empowerment is something that's so important for women. Um, and, when you're, you know, drowning in what I used to call um, nappy valley, you know, yeah. and then you call them diapers. I call it, we call That's them right. UK nappies. I did, live in the, I did live in the UK for three months. So I, I'm okay. like, <laughs> yeah, when, you know, when you're deep in the, in the, in the depths of nappy valley and, you know, which is what, like two years or so. And then if you have more kids, then it just extends on and on. It feels like that you're never going to escape and be able to just be yourself. And so having this 10 minutes to go into your group and just go 
I'm here. I'm actually just a woman. I'm an individual. I'm not just an, a, an extension of my child, which is sometimes what I think it feels like, isn't it? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, super strong. Well, it, it also comes back to, as moms, I mean, ideally we want to, like you said earlier, we want to raise happy, healthy kids, right? But how do we do that if we're not modeling that for them? We can say all the words to them and tell them the things that we should like, for instance, if we're not eating healthy, but we tell them to eat healthy, they see our actions no matter what. Our, our, our actions are going to speak so much louder than our words. So if we're sitting there feeling angry and upset all the time and unfulfilled, they're taking on that energy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Children and are like little sponges. They're like little sponges and they pick up all the energy. You know, I mean, I... I feel like, you know, you you sort of, it's very easy to just go, oh, you know, he's only two. He's not going to understand, he's not going to remember the row that, you know, we just had or the anger that I just expressed or whatever. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That energy goes in. It goes right. It goes into their body. That's that's what they're going, what they're going to have to try to get rid of later. Yeah, exactly. And there'll be all this stuff they've no idea really where it's come from. They're just like, oh my god, there's so much stuff in there. How do I work? You know, that's just that is just plain simple truth. And and it's so important for mothers and parents, all parents, to understand that everything that they do in those first few years is so crucially important to the mental health, physical health spiritual health of the adult that that child is going to become but i also want to caution moms not to feel overwhelmed by this that, that like when you decide that you want to make that change for instance i love to give this example of my older son who's 12 now but before i even start doing all this we used to just always be he's so similar to me in personality and we just butt heads so often that at times I would just end up screaming so much. And, and it'd be a point where I just throw my hands up in the air and go to my husband, will you deal with me and deal with him? But as a mom, I was just like, I don't want to not have a connection with my son. How do I, how do I do something differently about it? Ironically, I, I never would have pictured me going down this entrepreneurial route would change the dynamic because I was now changing my energy and shifting. He now has this passion to maybe even do his own cooking show or, or something or, or grow herbs at this point. I don't know, but, it, but it's inspiring him. And now the conversations that we have are different and, and doing like our gratitude in the morning and all this stuff. All of a sudden when I'm in a bad mood, he's like, it's, it's almost like he, he, then he like throws it back at me. Like, but like I can see like he, he would be the type of kid that always like, even to this day, will still throw like, tender tantrums like it's just in his nature kind of who he is but they've they've lessened and i can see him thinking more consciously about those things and, and that's what we're trying to do is because i'm modeling the fact that yes i'm not perfect and, and i'll get mad and i'll slam the door too then i'll go back after i've calmed down which is what i expect him to do and go talk about it mm. um and so it's the more we model that the more they start doing it yeah and it's as simple as that but it's so hard to do it but so we have to take control of ourselves first so it's like if you decide, moms, that you want to do something differently, that's that's where it starts. So it's not that you need to feel guilty or bad or, or what has happened. What do you want to happen going forward? H- how do you want this to change? Let's just start with now. We can't do the past, but as we start to change the present to the future, it starts to release some of that because we're, we're working on those emotions. We're working on those things with each other. So being a mom is just a hard job. We're, we're all doing the best we can but getting the support and the help to do it together just makes it funner and easier. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, you're absolutely right. That's wonderful. So listen, Michelle, tell people how they can find you. And, and you know, <clears throat> I'm imagining that you're based just in the US or do you, are your groups international? Well, I am just at the beginning stages. I've only done beta classes so far um, and it's all virtual, which is the beauty of why I wanted to do it this way purposely because like, as I was saying before, when I did the in-person, I wanted to, ex- I mean, we want people to expand in person, but I want them to do it once they've had that, that process, that comfort level of building the root chakra and their confidence in terms with this dynamic and the beauty of virtual is you guys move, you guys can take your groups wherever you go. Like it, it's, you can choose how long you want this group to be, right? So that, that's the beauty of it, but that's purposely why I'm doing virtual because I think we need to take those baby steps. We need to get that confidence, that growth together. And then a virtual group can go anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. Yeah. And so you guys can find me on connectingmamas.com um, with an S. So it's C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-N-G-M-A-M-A-S.com. And there I have actually a free gift. If you just click on the main screen, you'll see the free gift. And what the free gift is, is actually a mini course of the check-in. So I have a three to five minute video for each letter. And then a little um, assignment for each of you. So it'll be a 15 minute um, thing for each, each to get through each, each one to, you know, from start to finish from watching the video to do, doing the activity, but to get you start seeing if, if this is something that resonates with you. And, and essentially I really just want moms to thrive and to find their connection. And, and the best way I can do is spread that message is what I want. But if you decide that you want to come join one of these classes and, and find your circle and, and do, um, I really do believe it comes down to doing it together in the mentoring and the coaching and, and, and becoming part of that to really make that change. We can try to do it on our own to really make that lasting change. We need to, to buy into it. We need to give ourselves, we need to pay for it. We need to put something into it and say, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. I'm worth it because mm-hmm. you are, um, so you're worth it. But you have to make that decision to do that. And so I leave that to you to decide how you want to do it. But I just encourage you to make connections by, as I said earlier, start changing that energy. Don't keep those compliments in your head. Go ask that extra question when you, when someone's talking to you and just do the little, there are baby steps that will lead to change down the line. You won't see it right away, but if we really want to change habits, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this big thing every day. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Next time I see someone who asks me a question, I'm going to ask them one more question. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Let's make those small changes. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, the random compliment thing is as well is amazing because I think sometimes we feel um, you you see someone, you go, oh, my God, they look amazing or they've got gorgeous shoes or I don't know, whatever it is. And you think, oh, I wish I could tell them. And then you don't because you're like, oh, no, they'll think I'm silly or something. But actually, all you need to think of is like, how amazing would it be if some random stranger came up to you and said, my God, your hair looks incredible today. You'd be like, right. Say year, month, made, you know, you'd be overjoyed. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. I think and it, and it, it's about, again, it's that energy shift. It's not that I'm going to have this is this new person be my best friend, but it's I'm sharing my light. I'm, I'm changing that because I want people to have smiles. I want to change that. It's the kindness that just keeps rippling. And the more you do it, the more you're giving, the more it just, you get that dopamine hit from the kindness. Like all of a sudden you're like, I just did that. I'm proud of myself. And you give yourself that pat on the back because you did it because yeah. we have to celebrate those little victories. Um, but that's, that's, what's going to make the ultimate change are these little choices each time we make them. Not that, not that you're going to say jump in. I'm like, I'm, and, and I guess I, I should, um, I did go jump in and do the 75 hard and, and didn't want to quit, but I think I was finally ready for that. Cause I've done so many different programs where I just gave up or I didn't do it. Cause I, went too far into the deep end, right? Mm-hmm. So when we want to make those habits, and I love one of the, I think um, one of the habit changes, like if you want to go to the gym every day, you don't start by going for an hour every day. Some people have just start by going, simply driving to the gym, going for a minute, walking out because you're making it a daily thing. Like, like put it on habit stack it. I mean, yeah. that's how we do it is by choosing when are we going to do it? We're brushing our teeth. I'm going to listen to a podcast where I brush my teeth or whatever it is that you want to do just put it with something you're already doing yeah. and making these small changes. It doesn't have to be like, if I don't go for an hour every day, I'm going to beat myself up. Mm. No, start just the process of it. So it becomes a habit. 
Yeah. We, we, we are ha- creatures of habit, but to make it long lasting, we have to start small. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, Michelle, you've been so full of amazing, good advice and really clear, easy ideas of how to become, you know, how to make connection, how to, you know, move towards finding the things in your life that you're fulfilling, that you're going to find fulfilling, um, you know, what lights you up. And and I think you're coming at it from such a gorgeous angle as well because you've got this this angle of you know the of doing it with the right energy with the right mindset and so I'm I'm really excited I mean I hope connecting mamas becomes like huge and worldwide because I think it's a really lovely lovely, um idea and and it's got all the right ingredients and it's going in all the right yeah it's tickling ticking all the boxes I love it. I appreciate it so much. And honestly, it's just, it's really just about me wanting to get the message of how do we go from this loneliness of unconnectedness and connect with each other, whether you do it with me or someone else, just work on that genuine connection though. Don't, don't go for the fluff. Define what you want. And I'll leave you with that. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks so much, Michelle. It's been a joy to have you on. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation that I had with Michelle and that she's um, given you some ideas. And if you want to get in touch with her, as she says, her website is Connecting Mamas and the mamas is M-A-M-A-S, not M-U or anything. Um, And there you'll find, uh, and you'll see the link in the show notes, you'll find that there is a free gift. There is a little mini course around her check-in framework, um, which is worth having a look at. And, you know, if you are in the, the, you know, what I call the depths of, of Mappy Valley, or even, you know, with younger children and so on, It's so important to find that community and to stay in touch with yourself, to do this work, to maintain your sense of of, um, sovereignty, I suppose. And um, so I'm hoping that this is going to give you uh, a few pointers and ideas. So you can contact Michelle at connectingmamas.com. You can contact me at chakradashway.com where there are have been a few changes of late. So please do have a look there. And also if you are really, um, you know, if you're a visual person or if you just want more conversations, then um, some of my unpublished, as yet unpublished podcasts uh, are, may well still be available on YouTube. So just look check, look for Chakra Way on YouTube and um, then you can watch me in action. Okay, next time. Take care. Bye now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.